0: Blue Raiders to the two tone blue. Welcome back to Main Street Sports today. Once again with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. There's that Sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Sports today, and Sundrop is flowing freely here. <laughs> we have top five coming up. In the next segment, and we have yet to come up with a category. Are you, sh- so, are you sure? Are you sure? So, I was, I was just going through my old list of potential categories, and I thought since we, you know, recently had the uh, sports writer of the year come out, just thinking about dream jobs, you know, my dream job was this, but hmm. if we weren't doing this, what jobs will we be doing? Hmm. So, well, there's
1: a big difference in if, if we weren't doing this, what jobs will we be doing and our dream jobs?
0: Well, okay. If this is not an option, what is, what would you want to do? Right? Okay. So that's cool. Dream jobs, dream jobs. So be thinking about that. I've got, I've got a couple on my list, so. You know, there's that, Mm -hmm. but before we get there, our friend, Chip Walters has a pretty cool job himself. He does indeed. As the voice of the Blue Raiders, Middle Tennessee State University's Blue Raiders, Chip, welcome in. Good to see you.
2: How are you fellas? Doing well. How about you, Chip? Doing okay. Okay. It's funny how a couple of wins over a weekend, get your attitude straightened out and, you know, moving forward, but, uh, pretty good weekend, uh, men swept two at home in totally different fashions. And, uh, the lady Raiders lost a tough overtime game at FIU, but picked up a road win there. So, uh, so, you know, all in all, not, not too bad. And, uh, and, uh, just, you know, heading on down the road, just, uh, starting to, Hopefully, build some momentum, you know, in the league, and hope that, you know, teams that have some COVID issues are getting those things behind them. Now we're starting to see, you know, some better numbers uh, through, you know, in a lot of the areas. So it's uh, it's something that that is still, uh, you know, still out there, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, we're getting it behind us. The women got a split and they got a trip to Florida, so you can't be too mad. There you go. There you go. (laughs) And and they didn't have to travel too far between games when you're going between FIU and FAU. It's about an hour and 10-minute bus ride, so that's not so bad. Could be worse. Chip saw some news um,
1: on the Twitter, as Chipper Jones would say, earlier (laughs) today, um, I guess MTSU football is down a coach.
2: Down a coach, down an offensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, when you have success, opportunities follow. And and I, I think when you look at the job that Brent Deerman did uh, at middle this year, working with four different starting quarterbacks throughout the season and uh, still, you know, put an offense together that, that averaged uh, right at 30 points a game. And you go win a bowl game against uh, what a lot of folks – thought was the best team in the in the Mac then you're going to get some attention and uh the part that kind of uh you know bristles you a little bit that it's uh with FAU and uh mm-hmm. and the part of the the reason is that you know uh, you know they're they're one of those that are going to the American so uh so it, it's an opportunity you know he felt like he needed to take uh, I texted him and and uh, gave him the say it ain't so text. And he texted back and said, he goes, he goes, uh, he just said, yeah. He goes, we just felt it was the best move for our family at, at this point. Uh,
0: and what? Wish, wish him To go to Boca? Best. Yep. He's going <laughs> to Boca. So who would want to do that? Not
2: exactly. <laughs> so, but wish him the best except for one game next year. So, and he's got to come to Murfreesboro. So, but um, we'll see. What, what do you feel like the
1: prospects are for his successor? Is is his successor on staff? Uh,
2: I don't necessarily know that he is right now. And I know where you're going with that. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I you know, ne- you never say never, but, um, it, uh, I would think the coach you're thinking about, you know, he's had one year of experience on the field. So I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the one making the decision. Uh, I, I, I ran into one of the recruiting guys this weekend because they had, uh, they had official visits going on. And I said, Hey, you're going to be the new offensive coordinator. He goes, he goes, no, I don't know who it's going to be, but I know coach's phone's been blowing up. So, you know, that that's, it, that's a, a, a nice sign that, that, uh, they folks feel they see it as a, as a, as a good position. And I think, I think Brent Deerman uh, made that position better this year. So I I think, uh, you know, I think he left it better than he got it. And, uh, and that will only mean that, you know, the, the level of, of candidates will probably be, be better than what it was a year ago. So this has been percolating for a minute then. I, I heard about it uh, late, uh, like Friday, something like that. So that's, that, that's, that was the first I had heard of it. And as in most of these things, they, they happen pretty quickly. Uh, Middle also has a linebacking coach uh, to, to take care of. Sariki Diabati, uh, who was the linebacker coach at Middle, uh, came here with Schaefer, played for Schaefer at Syracuse, and then uh, got into coaching up there and came here. Uh, he uh, has taken a similar position under Jim Mora at UConn, and uh, so uh, congratulations to him. So a couple of positions that'll be filled. So Diabate must must like being cold, then, huh? Apparently, because he was at you know, and he is he's from uh, he is from Africa, grew up over there, and and came to play uh, to study and. And turns out he was a terrific athlete and played football. And just he is an absolutely fantastic guy and wish him, really wish him all the best. And he, uh, players loved him. Uh, he always had a smile on his face and, uh, and he'll, he'll, he'll do well with, uh, with the folks at UConn. Well, he'll have his work cut out for him. He does. I mean, uh, you, uh, you you can you can always go up, and and that's what uh, you know. They, you figure like that staff probably feels like they come in up there with a with a pretty clean slate and uh, and nowhere to go but up. And in some ways, you know, that's frustrating because it, you know you you're the reason you're taking over is because they weren't very good a year ago. But the other part is you can have fun and tinker and and uh, in, in the lab and, and have and have a lot of fun and grow it. So that, that'll be fun for him. Speaking
1: with Chip Walters here on Main Street Sports today, the voice of the Blue Raiders as they come off of a um, couple of big wins on the hardwood on the men's side and a split on the women's side this weekend in South Florida. Yeah, Worst places to be. I mean, if you've got to lose a game somewhere, You'd, you'd rather it be there than a lot of other places, I guess. Um, so what's what's the schedule look like this week, Mr. Walters? Well,
2: there is a, there is a little bit of piece of news with the schedule. Uh, but uh, as the Conference USA mirrored schedule uh, works this week, the opponent is Southern Miss for both. The women go on the road, so this will be their third straight road game. And then starting next week, The women will play three straight home games. The guys will have three straight road games, but uh, women play at two o'clock Saturday. There are no midweek games this week for either team. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and there's a couple of those weeks in the schedule. Um, And one of them is when you play your travel partner, which is UAB. Mm -hmm. The other is when there's, there's, everybody has one school they do not play. And, and, uh, that for middle is Louisiana Tech. So when you play that couplet of teams, Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss, you don't have a midweek game. So uh, it's it's uh, it's it's Saturday. Now the piece of news is that uh, Saturday's game for the men was scheduled for five o'clock, and if you, uh, I'm sure you're well aware, <laughs> there is something going on starting about three thirty on Saturday. So uh, in order for uh, Blue Raider fans to, uh, to uh, support one of their own on in the NFL playoffs. Tip-off has been moved up to 1 o'clock. And uh, so the day will start at noon with a, a, a fan mixer with the football team. They'll have Bahamas Bowl uh, posters for signing and that kind of thing. So that will go on up on the track. And then uh, tip-off uh, against Southern Miss at 1 o'clock. And everybody has time to get home for kickoff. For uh, the uh, the Titans and Bengals, so, so I figure y'all will play triple overtime on Saturday. Then the, uh, don't even don't even start. <laughs> don't even start. But, uh, <laughs> I hope, look, we could. I, I hope not. Uh, I hope not. But, you know, this, no, seriously though,
1: that that is pretty pretty cool that um, you guys had the foresight to do that and that whatever else had to happen. Southern Miss, the conference, signing off on doing that. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, I, I don't think Southern Miss had to had to think about it very long because, see, do we want to take a a six-hour bus ride starting at 7 p.m. or do we want to take it starting at 3:30? And uh, so I, I think uh, I think that was that's part of it to get, you know, for them it was probably an easy decision. Uh, the uh, other part would probably be uh, get working out with uh, with ESPN. Because that is a an ESPN Plus game, uh, so they just have to make sure ESPN Plus ESPN is okay with that time change, and we had to work it out with our radio affiliates before anything was announced. So that's all all said and good. And you know, uh, and you know, it, it's gotten some play uh, in the Nashville media uh, that uh, you know Coach Stock uh, texted Kevin last night to to tell him what the basketball team you know uh, had done to. So fans could, you know, catch both games, and he was really excited about that, and thought that was a pretty cool deal. Yeah, um, Chip, as you were explaining
1: the Southern Miss situation and no mid mid-week, midweek game, I was fascinated. Why is it that everybody doesn't play everybody, and how do you determine <laughs> who it is? it is that you don't play?
2: Well, that's that's it. it it's the it's the conference schedule. You play an eighteen game schedule. And let's see if you play, if you play uh, everybody in your division, which that would be six times two, that's twelve, and then you play everybody in the other division one time except for one team, okay. and so that gives you eighteen games. And uh, and so it's it. I think it's kind of a rolling okay. thing. Probably it's probably on a two-year cycle, but obviously that's going to be fruit basket turnover here in the next couple of years with teams leaving teams coming in and, and that kind of thing. But that's the way it worked out this year is, uh, is it was not, uh, Louisiana tech was not on the docket.
1: Well, I'm sure no one has heard about not going to Ruston.
2: Well, you know, it, it, that I understand that in the biggest reason is they're pretty doggone good, and, uh, and, uh, I always enjoy, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy every stop in the league. Most of them, uh, then, you know, Hattiesburg is fun, uh, and, and Ruston, you know, when we used to make that trip, um, my man, Dave Nitz, who was the longtime radio voice, uh, at, uh, tech, he, he was, he did it for over 40 years at, at tech and, uh, he is now, backed off of football and basketball and doing just baseball down there, but always a chance to catch up with him. And John Cox, who does the radio at Southern Miss, he's done it for 40 years there. So uh, I get to see John this weekend and that'll be good. But middle, you know, is going for, they're, they're, they're kind of making their own little piece of history here on the men's side. They're going for their 11th straight home win. They're undefeated at home this year uh, and nine in a row. They won the last two last year so they're, they're putting a little momentum together and this team is starting to be kind of a boa constrictor defensively. They're, they're really doing a good job of shutting teams down, gave up 39 to, uh, FIU on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. And, and Mo, the last time in middle scored 50, cause both teams are really good defensively. And, uh, so 89 total points, the, uh, the, uh, our friends in the desert said the over and under would be 140, and it turned out that there were 89 scored in the game. Yeah. The last time there were less points scored in a middle basketball game was a month after I graduated from college in January of 1985 when middle and eastern Kentucky – uh, cobbled together 88 points in a game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who the coach up at Eastern Kentucky was at that point, but he's... Was probably uh, Mike Polio. Big defensive guy,
2: obviously. Yeah, there you go. Or bad <laughs> offensive guy. I don't know. Yeah, One of I'm the sure. two.
0: <laughs> oh, Chip, good luck this week. Enjoy it. It's going to be fun. Um, should, I was hoping you guys might put up a... Um, a big projector screen and just play the game in the in the arena at 3:30 but you know getting home and watching it won't be too bad either but we appreciate your time as always and looking forward to next week and talking about some blue raiders hoops football and all that comes with it man thank you
2: all right i got to go close on a house
0: hey choose chip choosechip.
2: there you man. go thank you boys
0: all right. all right that's chip walters here on main street sports say when we come back top 5 tuesday top five dream jobs or jobs we would have if we weren't doing this I don't know however it works out it's how it works out come back and we'll figure it out together right after this